0: Well, hello, my name is Toria el I'm the founding director of 154, and I'm really pleased uh, to present the inauguration of this year's 154 Forum, Continental Drift, created by Dr. Omar Khuleif. As Omar has described it, this year's forum is composed as a symphony of sorts, a constellation of newly commissioned performance and poetry, anchored around salons where we will take a deep dive into some of the most urgent issues encompassing the artistic imagination of the African continent. This evening, Overture entitled The Continental Drift, Recuperating the Echoes, The Ghosts, The Song is a newly produced piece by Omar that explored the practice of translating identity through lyrics, music, and poetry. Halfway through this event, we are honored that Koyo Kuo, the director of, and chief creator of the Zait Smoka Cape Town and founding director of Raw Material Dakar, will take over as a respondent and discussant a conversation between two friends who journey in and out of each other's life. They have also noted that they enjoy in walking in each other's shoes, as Koyo was our beloved inaugural curator of the forum for many years and a dear friend of the 154 family. The talk will be followed by an incredible talk chaired by Princess Alia al Snoussi entitled The Virtual Salon. And the information on how to register is on the 154 website. I will now hand the floor over to Dr. Omar.
1: Thank you so much, Turia. And thank you, all of you, for being here. This is the overture to the continental drift. The ghosts, the songs, the echoes. Together we are standing or sitting apart on an open plane. Continental drift, a term used to induce the planetary, the modular moving interstitial fragility of an earth, its fragments are here over the course of these four days, animated in commissioned poetry and song, new translation and interpretation in simulated and free-flowing conversation. Composed as a modular opera intended to mutate in form as the realities of life itself over these days shifts, the drifting score here at 154 is a seed that is really about narration. The narration of convivial storytelling and the myriad forms that it takes in this moment in our lives and beyond. The overture is a convening of a sort. Shortly I will convene with a ghost, perhaps, a splintered fragment from the self-published autobiography of Blake Kareem Mitchell, a person whom I have never met, but whose scant writing has sustained me especially over the course of the last two years. The ongoing act of translation I have found, of annotation and imagination, together have conjured a person who has become one of my most intimate collaborators. I sit here today in a modest attempt to walk in the shoes of an ally, a friend, a sister, whose words both directly and indirectly have been demonstrative of a particular kind of care, one that is situated in a camaraderie of kinship that extends beyond conceived borders, political belief, or the embodied features of practiced faith, or the expressions of pigment in the human flesh. For one, she is of the few, so, colleagues to ever utter the words, congratulations to me. Koyo Kuo, director and chief curator of Zaitz in Cape Town and the founding director of raw material in Dakar, instigator of so much more through the effective relationships that she holds with friends, artists across the world, will take over the second half of the score I have invited her to press back in whichever way that she chooses to the project at hand. The author of the following text goes by the name of Blake Kareem Mitchell. As far as I am aware, they have produced one book, an autobiography in lyrical form which may or may not be fictionalized, or at least the subject of hyperbole. The material was unspooled from a pile of materials laden with dust, debris I encountered the last time that I visited Cairo. To my eyes, it appears to be self-published. The context of why I took to this text is perhaps best left as a matter for a different time or rather the context will make itself evident in the reading to follow. The issue that I became invested in when I started to strain, to resuscitate my mother tongue of Arabic, the language that I was using to translate this text to the English was the manner in which interpreters transfer power. I suppose that is what was revealed is that much like colonizers, they have the agency to narrate, indeed reorientate even one's own personal memories. My choice of adjectives, the perception of gender or pronoun, and even the excerpts that I have chosen to share with you today can all, with a mere slip of two letters, tip the meaning of this person's life into a wholly different direction. Next time I present Blake's work to you, I may remember it differently. Much like muscle memory, emotional memory, the encoding of perception, the ontology of the self rotates across and through an axis. Can we only see ourselves? Ever see ourselves? Do we merely transfer ourselves through acts of interpretation or does the act of translation in and of itself change us? I invite you all to take a breath. <laughs> one of infinity, her versus her. Jiddo called her Dollface, right off the Orient Express, a mezzo-soprano of a couple of octaves and those semitones. Um Kothum's nationalist songs contrarily elicited vehement murmurs from the old geezer. Muslim sons don't ask questions of their fathers. The words an echo from my Baba, or was it all part and parcel of Mama's psychobabble? When I began to pay the bills, I perceived that things would change in the domestic sphere but Jiddo broke into tremors every time Kalthoom's control took. Humbly entered the room, ascending to beckon, summon and command. The spindly dark man entered the room with hands covering up his droopy dog ears. Shadya, 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 he smiled. But Umm Kalthum has her pearls in the Louvre, I bellowed. Elongated fingers, uncut cruella nails prick my cheek, a grimy spindle, a drop of blood. The lyrics to Shadia's Ah, ya Asmarani might give something away. Oh, you of the tanned complexion, she exclaims. Oh, you of the tanned color. My love, oh, tanned one, my eyes have forgotten me. She walks the lengths of country she purports for this tanned body wanting a taste of his forney flower over any other provision not even water. I was raised to believe this was a song that bonded the country. Mama, a musicologist, had once noted it to be a tale of solidarity. Peace, love and harmony among the colors of Afrika. When I fast forward to the future, to the land of fake-bake, industries born around skin whitening, I wish that I had disputed Jiddo and Mama, called them out with the angst of a million trillion cats on heat. Jiddu isn't a tan, merely but a temporary thing Would a Nubian God such as yourself, such as Amun, bleach their skin? Or was there something else, my beloved elder, terrifying you? A contralto or a countertenor? A man, not a boy, singing not only in your ears, but in your very home. Act five of an unceasing tale. Black is the color of my true love's hair. Annotation note, we are starting somewhere not at the start or even the middle. We pass by some anomalous text. I sat lodged in my head, the image of the shit-stained sheets, the piss-soaked streets. Aspiration became a taunting bully, a bulimic aggressor, an executor of care was something I was not to be. Brain fog had become constant, my screws looser than his, Unclogging the feces from the gutter, a pipe snapped. It gushed out, good morning, you have found the light. Text double indentation, print error or intention, null ambiguity, question mark. I came here for the silence. I try to remind myself as I squat in a metal basin, constipated once again, the primary constituents of my diet being pap and chicken grease. Benda was a former black homeland, never independent, not truly. It's spirit laden, it's oxygen hollowed from the sickle cell. My job as a clerk in Toyandu annotating the forlorn lives of victims of white rape was considered a noble use of my legal study. These elongated sessions rapidly became quotidian until one day a woman stretched out her hand to touch my cheek. Makua, she yelled. Or was it a hushed? Whisper, a question or an exultation. I had not realized my whiteness till that moment. Annotation, translator is jumping ahead. I take long weekends in Jacaranda City, the shared bathrooms of the youth hostel, stocked with scented lavender soap the smells and textures of this place, embossed sediments, a palimpsest. Drinking a bottle of imported beer in the ramshackle they called a bar, stood a hunched body in all black cap and all, his butt squinting at me the boy as white as snow as he would come to be known. He had arrived here after traversing borders of Namibia and Zimbabwe, apparently. A Makua alone, hiding amidst the black threads. His mid-Atlantic pricked my ears, his face a cartoonish mishmash of contours, but for a pair of glistening blue eyes that fizzed like the beer at the tip of his bottle. The blue Nile was for the dark skinned or so we were raised to believe. The boy as white as snow could stretch time. That holiday weekend speedily became love. He rinsed my back in the communal shower rubbing soap into the swollen sockets I could not reach. I loved him most when he did not ask questions. I think he much preferred it that way. He spoke of his family, the women in his life, Scottish ancestry, a woman who taught him to sing, Was he a light lyric tenor or a fond alto? A baritone, a counter-tenor? He explained that to be the same as a female contralto, the rarest, the purest of voices. He did not leave me anything not even his hat, not an object to smell, not a memento to touch. All I hold is the sound of his voice, buzzing, resonant, buried in my ears. Black is the color.
2: Black is the color of my true love's face. His face is so soft, I wonder his face.
1: ground all where he stands I love the ground all
0: where he stands
1: Infinitum, endless endlessness. I hate writing after sunset. All hope is hollowed out of my vocabulary by then. I had no choice. <coughs> the lake summoned me. Swimming is the only thing that my family insisted that I had to learn. F-O-Bs don't sink. The locals still ask that question. Why did you come here? The quiet, I retort. I do the books here, making neoliberalism keep keeping, keep looking good. The gift of an economics degree, a bit of vitiligo, the white power of the Ottoman Empire, porous skin. These middle, lower plains in the West, give me a new name, they they let me choose it. Blake, an old English name, perfect paradox, pale, blonde one, it means, or quite simply, black. Mitchell, in Hebrew, equaled who looks like or in the image of God. How about that, Judo? The ashen skin of my grandfather, jiddu, jiddu, creeps into the folds of my memory. His pride, oh, his pride, for I was an exemplar of the successes of intermarrying which she so meticulously coordinated. An erasure, a removal, an obliteration a arose, awaiting me on the other side. Eight years have passed since I visited the hostel in Pretoria. I would see his face, hidden behind sawdust, creeping, crawling, slivering, me inside of him, he inside of me, living castrati, ornament and blemish, Imbibing each other, his skin, not mine. Or was it my skin, not his? His skin, not mine. I give you, I ask for a moment. Southern trees bear a strange fruit Blood on the leaves and blood at the root Southern trees Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, Blood on the leaves strange fruit and blood, blood, blood at and the root the black body swinging in the, the sun black stringy. Stringy. The bulk in eyes hanging From, straight 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 From, straight From the Strange magnum
2: Thank you. Wow, oh, thank you very much for this uh, intense moment of of poetry. Uh, I don't even know where to start because how do you respond to poetry? You don't respond to poetry. You enjoy poetry, you take poetry in. You let it sink into your mind and body and you let it do the magic that poetry does so I uh, I am truly somewhat over asked so to speak to uh, to uh, as a respondent uh, to um, to your amazing poetry what feel Think, however, I want to to share, and what touched me so much in your multi-layered text and its non linearity. We, to a certain extent, also represent uh, a kind of a search, and and that confirms also the non-linearity of life. There is no straight line to anything. There is a constant up and down and winding and, you know, and, uh, and searching and pull and push and um, so I, uh, and this is, this link sends me to the search for self, actually, who am I? Who are you? Where do I come from? What is, uh, why am I here for? And, uh, and your text seemed to me as a, as a love letter to someone I think you didn't know very well, but who is an integral part of who you are, an integral part of uh, what you sort of believe and consider yourself to, to, to be. And uh, and the, 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 the complexity of that, or the difficulty of that is exactly to really uh, have no memory or no experience and have to recreate it in a way that is not necessarily the way that your family or where you come from, the community or the setting that you come from uh, expect of you. So using poetry and art just because life itself is not enough and just because the stories that we've heard from our ancestors of our parents and grandparents, Are not enough. So we have to, to sort of push the imagination to a space that allows for recreation, recreation in a sense of recreating. In a, in a in a in a plastic way, but as well also as recreating in a imaginative way of uh, of an imaginary self. Um, the text also, if you think of, you were speaking about modular identity. And I think that the continent is a perpetual kind of uh, well of this modularity that takes many forms: Migra- migratory form, it takes the the uh, imaginative form, it takes the narrative form, but it also takes the the, the fixed form fixed by our unreal borders. So when you speak of the Blue Nile, for instance, the Blue Nile that is the land of the dark skin, so to speak, in the context of, uh, of Egypt and the whole uh, reality and process of, Erasure of, you know, the tan. <laughs> if I may use your term, uh, that also is uh, is a space where the conversation of who's African and who's not becomes extremely interesting to me. Uh, in ways that uh, summons a certain, um, how can I put it? Um, In French, you would say effronterie, but a certain kind of boldness and radicalness by means of uh, at least intellectually and uh, mentally deactivating what separates, so to speak, and deactivating de- the borders, and really get into a sense of fluidity or a space of fluidity that uh, that allows uh, to 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 grasp or to at least name and put a a finger on. The multiplicities of the self that we carry, each and every one of us, in the in ourself, but also this place in the larger context of community, of society, of country, of continent, so to speak. So um, I think that it is uh, it is a continuous, it's a continuous kind of uh, I wouldn't call it effort, but it's a continuous work. Uh, And activity that uh, many of us who identify as Africans and who identify with uh, uh, the richness of that territory and who identify with the complexities of that territory and who reject the divisions that were established and who are working so hard to uh, get to a place where. Uh, the the limitations of the past become actually um, um, how can I put it I'm I'm really looking for the right word where the limitations of the past basically become uh, assets so to speak assets of uh, uh, the recreation that I was speaking earlier, I was speaking about earlier. So, um, and also where it also lends me to where the personal. We 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 shy away so much of putting ourselves forward, so to speak, regardless of the you know the flurry of. Uh, uh, platforms and the tools that we have today and it's uh, when i say putting ourselves forward putting the personal forward we uh, we have learned to to dismiss the personal as non professional as non political as not significant as not public whereas the personal is public the personal is political the personal is significant where a personal I, I have to, I, had to have, I have had to learn it for over the past past five years myself you know where do you want to begin if you don't begin with yourself in many may
1: I, ways may I respond to that please, please. I mean, I wanted to first begin by saying thank you and that I, for this response, but also that I did over ask as a respondent from, from you because in a sense, these ideas or formulations emerged from you um, in, in, in particular, because of your very specific caring curatorial practice where it is about a kind of, I don't, and I'm not even yet going into the issue of border and territory or nation state or anything, but just whoever and whomever you work with, the concept of care has been fundamental. And the other day we discussed how this has been a vogue now in the world of arts, how we should all care. But this is something that the first time I met you, you had feedback for me, you had, Observed something of me, you gave something to me, but you also invited me to consider my identity the first time you met me. And for me, this has been the most challenging thing because identity, it's not that it's just fluid, it is barbed in prison type encasings um, that a certain hegemony needs to use against certain people. So it's not simply that even if we are more fluid than we ever were, that we can indeed claim the identity that we believe we are. Because then it becomes, we see things like ourselves being made a mockery out of, you know, in the public arena from Rachel Dozell to families in Ohio claiming Blackness. because of their love of hip hop culture which makes more mainstream news than the work of much more interesting thinking and but today i was kind of troubled right before this 15 minutes before that you know abdurrazza won the, the, the nobel prize for for literature and i get a text saying and, and, so i check his biography because i'm i have to be frank i'm not uh, particularly uh, fine to this person's literature um, although I read an incredible amount but still he's tan- identifies as Tanzanian I'm um, born in the Sultanate of Zanzibar but a family member won't name who says an Arab won the noble for literature today and you should be proud and because you know and I don't even choose to dig in that but That segmentation of self, that notion that you don't know where you're from until you're an adult, because no one wants you to know because it might hurt you is why I became interested in pursuing the text, which is to look at the text and to understand what is in it, how I can decode it and how I can bring it back to the emotional and the personal. And that is why I believe that what you said at the end is yeah. so critical if people could just play that on loop, that if you cannot start with the self, how do you look? From where do you look? Why do you even bother? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a fight in the realm of culture that we are facing because of this notion of a heightened professionalization, mm-hmm. which is exhausting. To the point that I no longer really, in, in I, I, I know one should not say such things so definitively, but I really feel uncomfortable calling myself a curator because I love the notion of caring, but I'm not the greatest carer. I need to be cared for too. And quite frankly, I work with living artists primarily. So I don't want to embody that name. And I don't want that to mean I'm thinking about boxes, you know? I perceive what I do making exhibitions working of artists poets thinkers scientists as really an artist of delegation who you know is delegating ideas through, uh, through through other minds and bodies and receiving them back and i think that's a mm. magical to think that way yeah i don't know what i we- I,
2: I i really i really think that uh, maybe i'll I like to underline here when I talk about the self and the personal and uh, and how that is public and political and significant, I certainly don't mean this kind of a self-indulgence, self-referentiality that absolutely has no, no form of value whatsoever. For, for society in a sense, but I'm really talking about that personal, that self, where you see, you live, you identify, uh, um, you know, parallels of what is happens in your life or what you're exposed to historically, politically, emotionally, culturally that has significant and value for a larger conversation for society. So uh, I think it's very important to, to make that distinction because we are, we are flooded with uh, useless self-referentiality on a, on a daily basis. And this is not what I think. And I think that this is not what I mean. And I think that uh, 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 history uh, um, sort of we relate to history of some of us at least, relate to history in a way that it's particularly from you know an African perspective, in a way that is for me personally visceral uh, to uh, you know the the definition of self and the searching of self, you know which is is a a constant kind of uh, process as as we journey to life in many ways. And this is why I really like this uh, this notion of uh, uh, art as an extension of life, poetry as an extension of life. And uh, and, uh, in the context of the the continent, particularly how uh, we have grown and learned to internalize those divisions. And I've been, I mean, it's, it's very lovely that you, 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 you reminiscent our, our first meeting, because uh, as many people know, I've been an advocate for, you know, uh, speaking of the continent in its uh, globality and in its entirety, as opposed to its uh, uh, divisions. And I think that, there are valid, absolute valid uh, critique about this perspective. Uh, however, I, uh, uh, I strongly believe that, in, and now, for instance, in my new position at uh, outside Smoka, where our curatorial purview even extends the continent to include the diaspora as, a, as an additional space or, or, or as an expanded space of thinking about Africa, and, um, and I wouldn't say blackness because I think we didn't even really have time to delve into that. But what I want to say is that when, I, when we met, and, uh, and uh, of course, I met you before we met physically, I've been studying you, I've been looking at you, I've been reading you, and uh, uh, I always feel like we are not that many out there. And we need more. We need to build armies. We need to build real arsenals of people and minds, because there is so much work to do. Mm -hmm. And when I think, when I think from uh, uh, and for me, it becomes like an urgency that every single one of us, from Tunis to Cape Town, from Djibouti to Dakar, from Cairo to Douala, from Maputo to Agadez, you know has to, or should, let me be milder, should take position and come to the front. And the front being, you know, the war zone, so to speak, because it's a war. It's a war of meanings. It's a war of, uh, of, um, of definitions. If you want, it's a war of uh, of representation. It's a war of occupation. If I if I may use that, uh, so seeing uh, a gifted person like you not taking that position back then, I felt a, a, a responsibility to say. Hello Omar there's something larger going on here you know that's exactly what I meant
1: I mean but you tr- you 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 cut through to a very personal thing which is why the personal is I mean, I think also a lot of the self-reflexive stuff that you're discussing also is like a remnant of post-modernity. And I think well, not, when post-modernity ended, everyone just went back to modernity and went yeah. back to uh, even more, uh, more antiquated practices in some regards. But you know, the thing was that you triggered an, a, a, dis, a, a process of discovery and questioning and looking at archives of myself because who is who, and who is told to ever consider their self because who, you are not, no one is important in capitalist society. You are just parts of a machine. And I learned things about my the whitening of families being a, 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 just a normal practice. The erasure of half of my so-called nationalistic or ethnic identity because i mean egypt and sudan were one country but there is and and i'm from both but there is no sudan ever mentioned in my life ever and it isn't until i start to ask the questions well sorry if my grandfather is a black man born in khartoum doesn't that make him sudanese or why does it make him not and those simple questions, some people never ask because that's just the reality of things. In the same way that you can live on the continent and not travel it, which is something that was very important for me, is that first of all I must be we must admit to our privileges that a lot of people with passports the borders can are not. And I mean, if they're by land, it's different, but you cannot enter every African continent the same way that South Asia, you cannot. I hate that they call South Asia, the Asian subcontinent South Asia because Bangladeshis and uh, Pakistanis and, and Indians cannot run between these countries with their passports. But we have uh, now to have the privilege of, of a passport that gives me access. The first thing that I did was to live on the continent because I had never lived on it. -hmm. And I and I lived and I and it was there that I learned to never use words like sub-Saharan Africa when I lived in South Africa Mm -hmm. and and in in Zimbabwe and in Mozambique, and then I was in then maybe I I don't use those words or North Africa or West Africa because it's like we're self-creating silos of the self. When Mm -hmm. another thing that I wanted to just mention is that this text is the very beginning of something of, really, it is about translating the ideas of many, not just one, but um, the identity of the many. But the, I, the, 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 the truth of, of, of this matter is, is that we exist in a very kind of um, interstitial space where the narrative, the document, has not been offered by us. Mm. Uh, at least so much as if you want to get the accreditation to move into a specific sphere, you are expected to understand the other document. And what I'm looking for personally is a proliferation of poetry, Mm -hmm. literature, that it comes from the lived experience because we need to deconstruct these myths like the Blue Nile that are handed down uh, that many of which are remnants of colonialism, and not simply sit back and say, oh, but we all, you know, we were colonized and we we're left to F. No, because if you write, if you make art that speaks and takes a position, then you change something. I know it's small, but you change a way of thinking. And we have to think of this earth as not just us, but also everyone else. And that's the biggest problem. Uh, w- and... I mean, still, second, you know, I I cannot believe that f- for so many people, Africa is a metaphor. It, it troubles me.
2: Well, don't waste your energy <laughs> and and your and your emotions on that. I think. Uh, uh, I really believe that uh, these uh, deconstructions, I mean, you mentioned earlier that Gona, the, the freshly uh, uh, Nobel Prize, uh, literature Nobel Prize winner was uh, was uh, identified as Arab. And, uh, and I think that uh, one of the, the conversations that I've been having since many years is uh, to to even deconstruct the very idea of an Arab world, you know, uh, which from my African perspective, uh, if you just look at uh, the, the 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 map of what is considered Arab world, you see that half of it is on the African continent. So, and if you look at uh, Uh, It's it's part and parcel, and you mentioned also, I have to say, uh, your aversion to the uh, kind of divisionist term of sub saharan I mean, uh, there are other people who defend it in a a way that is plausible uh, to them in many ways. It's it's part and parcel of a process and a program of dispossession, I think. And uh, I consider it my duty as a cultural worker, as a a person who provides spaces of freedom and who provides spaces of, uh, you know, deconstruction and investigation and imagination. I consider it as really my duty to absolutely offer uh, another alternative, or other alternatives. And uh, for for me, it becomes really like, um, how can I put it? A form of of a combat, so to speak, because there are so many uh, forces opposing that unity, uh, be it even you know uh, imaginary, but Pan Africanism was fed by that imaginary of uh, of unity, and I think that regardless of how much the political uh, uh, ambition or the political idea, so called, failed. The its potency in galvanizing and in supporting, um, um, let me call it, writing of ourselves is part and parcel of this quest for, you know, uh, a sense of of unity. Uh, The fluidity I mentioned, I referred to before. Uh, have been a part. I mean, are part of all territories. You know, so uh, the, the 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 borders and the boundaries that people set to themselves or that geopolitics and history build uh, are unfortunately still very much active on the continent, and I think that the space that we inhabit, we people of arts and culture, we cultural workers are exactly that space of possibilities, that space of of, of, propo- of propositions. And that is a space that is, uh, that is uh, utterly uh, uh, important. And uh, I think that it is, uh, uh, yeah, what can I say? the writing has to continue, the deconstruction has to continue, the search has to continue. And uh, um, I don't necessarily believe that we will arrive at the place in our lifetime uh, and not even in the lifetime of our our descendants in a a place where uh, those issues might be solved because I'm not convinced that uh, they can be solved in a, in, a, in a satisfactory manner because I think as I mentioned earlier there is no linearity. we, we go two, two step, steps ahead and we go three steps back and then we jump a, a big leap forward and then we go sideways and then we go tangential and this is what uh, this is what uh, life is about and this is what constructions of societies are, are about. however, I um, uh, I strongly believe that when you look at it from an African perspective, there is a, there is a, um, a stigma that we all share. Be you consider yourself uh, West, East, Sub, Up, whatever, uh, there is a, there is a stigma, and uh, we have to work against that stigma. And I think that. We should not fool ourselves, particularly, certainly not uh, fool ourselves with the idea that, you know, uh, uh, there is a kind of, uh, how can I put it, uh, growing interest now. But I, we shouldn't, that's not our conversation. No, our conversation is about ourselves, It's about you and me and Turia and everybody else, you know, What are we doing? How can we really participate and enlarging the book, our book and enlarging and deepening our chapters. And it's not about, personally for me, it's not about, you know, the valorization of whatever, you know, sometimes you read all sorts of stupid things attached to you uh things that you don't even think and that you never said but it's it's really just about we are part of the world and we inhabit that world we inhabit those ideas and uh and they are they are simultaneous they are parallel they are concomitant they are you know, it's, it's for me not a, not a separate kind of place, even though, of course, and I like to contradict myself in that, on that point, is that even though I, I certainly believe that we are, as, as Africans, of at least those who, uh, who are, I would say, brave enough to identify as such, uh, and not try to, you know, uh, um, specify a, a particular region or a particular background. Uh, we have this res- responsibility to uh, to to reject any limitations. And uh, okay. and to uh, to really, uh, I have to say that I'm a bit to be jumping from the monkey to the giraffe, as I say sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have to say that there is so much more need to speak to ourselves yeah. than to speak to anyone else, basically. Yeah. And I think this is what I've been trying to do, I've tried to do over the past 25 years, and which is what I'm, I'm also continuing to do. We need our own stories.
1: Yeah. We need, the the interesting thing is that there are books that say things like we need more stories. And mm. I say no, because we are not an addendum to a, a, a narrative of hegemony. We are we We just need stories that are ours that are not that don't have to interrelate to those. They don't have to be about the colonial enslavement of the imagination or any of those things. I just want to experience the multitude of experiences that we can experience. And we we're we we're short on time, but I wanted to just say that I would like to invite you to, continue the conversation another time in order to think about some of these ideas around what are the questions that we will ask ourselves and how will we manifest that knowledge and is it in practice is it in writing is it simply in taking the time to care for oneself or like fundamental tenets that i have seen you kind of enshrine actually a lot in through the mutual friendship that we have with the artist Otto Bong Nakanga, who's a big part of this forum, a big part of my life, and one of you know, a very dear soul, but a dear collaborator to us both, is that I, I, I've, I, I've learned also through let's call them mediator best friends about skill, different skill sets from you. And I thank you and I treasure that you took this time. To, to think with me, respond, and layer the context. It's really incredibly generous, but also I really hope that you will let me invite you to continue this further. We have so much more to do, as you say.
2: Absolutely. With pleasure, anytime for you. Oh, you yeah. know how much I love you and how much I cherish your mind and how much I'm enthralled by your poetry and ideas. So the work is on.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
1: And thank you to everyone who's listened and we will see you soon in, if anyone wants 7.00 PM, a killer virtual salon for all of you. Sayonara. (laughs)